Pastor Mike McCoy, welcoming you to the Time of Truth. Revelation 21, verses 7 and 8. This is in sharp contrast to what he preached. He preached on heaven and the sweetness of it and uh, the eternity. We're there forever, praise God. Uh, A new heaven and a new earth, by the way. It's this pastor's opinion that you can dwell in whichever place you desire and we travel back and forth. So I don't believe that's what Jesus done. Traveled here from the old heaven, went back to the old heaven, dwelled here on the old earth. One of these days, there'll be a new heaven. If you don't believe me, read the book, and a new earth. That's pretty good. There's something said at the graveyard yesterday. Uh, that that turned me in this direction. I've searched the scriptures last night, yesterday afternoon. It was a long day yesterday, and I, I, was, uh, I was trying to find the message, and God puts this on my heart, and I, I foolishly argued with the Lord. I was, I'll preach something else. So I don't, I don't preach this uh, cheerfully or joyfully this morning, but earnestly, and I pray fervently in the spirit and the, uh, and, and the power of God that that's touched somebody's heart here, here in this place today that someone that's unsaved. Because if you, watch, if you watch television at all or on social media, <clears throat> uh, what they teach you about going to heaven and what's real according to this book is two completely different things. Contrary to popular belief, everyone's not going to glory. Jesus said it like this, few there be that find it. You found Revelation 21 and verse number seven, shout amen. amen. He that overcometh shall inherit all things. And I will be his God. And if this could be partly a Father's Day message, and he shall be my son. Now that includes you ladies here today as a son, a child of God. It's the girls or the sons like we're the bride. Don't get mixed up about it. God's not. But Richard Harris said down at the camp meeting in Georgia week before last, he said a but in the Bible is a hinge. I really like that. He said it's a hinge in the Bible. You're seeing one side and it is hinged and it flips over It swings and you're about to see the rest of it. It's the other side of what's been said. But the fearful and unbelieving and abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Father, I love you, 
And I thank you for the day and the time and the place. And I can't preach this message without the unction of the Holy One. So I'm praying that you'd help me today, Lord, that, that, that you'd touch your preacher for a little while. You'd fill my mouth and guard my tongue and preach me with accuracy inside the bounds of this scripture. And Lord, on this Father's Day, I'm asking my Heavenly Father to help me today. We may expound briefly on this that people might understand. It is simplistic, Lord. And it's accurate. And it's eternal. And it's forever settled in heaven. And no politician, king, Lord, can change what your word says. And I pray you'd bless it. And I pray that there's somebody lost here today is going to understand this. Especially the illustration at the end that you gave me in the graveyard yesterday. So bless it for your glory. Help me, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. I want to try to preach today on this thought, hell's roll call. Hell's roll call. Brother Mike Plant preached, uh, Mike Blanton preached the other night. We were in Alabama together and he preached on this thought, roadblocks to hell. Well, I want to preach on the roll call. I think I've just read the roll call of hell. And let me go somewhere for some of these modern day theologians that says hell's not in the original text. They're right, it's not. If you look in the Hebrew and, and you look in the Greek of the original text, you won't find the English word hell. You'll find Sheol or Gienna or Hades, the place of the dead. You'll find that. We use the English word. It's an old English word. It means to heal or to cover up. And that's what you do with dead folk. But Jesus spoke explicitly about the torments and the troubles of those that die outside God. But I'll tell you what we do find is the second death. It is the lake of fire. It is the brimstone. That's sulfur. Can you imagine how that stinks? Can you imagine the stench and the fire and the, and the flame and the, and the foreverness of this place we call, or the Bible calls, we, we just read what the Bible said. It says the second death. Who in the world's going there? I just read the list. This is applicable to every individual. Before they were saved, they were somewhere on this list. And of all the things that in this list that could top the list, you know what he starts out with? The fearful. Aren't you glad God's not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind? We don't have that spirit. But it is the fearful that tops the list. What are they afraid of? They're afraid somebody's going to laugh at them. 
Somebody going to make fun. I don't have time. I'm, I'm afraid. Look, they're afraid to follow Christ. They're fearful. They're afraid to trust him, but they're also afraid to do this. They're afraid to take up their cross. Just take, Jesus said, therefore, if any man come unto me, here's the requirement to come to Christ. You got to deny yourself. You got to deny yourself. In American society today, we don't deny ourselves nothing. I mean, we live in the house we want to live in for the most part. We drive the color of car we like. We do every, We eat what we like to eat. That, that may change in the near future. Fearful. Deny himself. Take up his cross, your cross, our cross, my cross, and do what? Follow me. Just follow me. Yeah, but I don't know where he's going to lead me. It won't matter if you're following him. It'll be all right. I just follow. There's a multitude out there, Brother Bo, that says, I'm not going to do that. I'm too afraid. Why won't you be saved? I can't do it. That's right, you can't. But he can. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. I knew this wasn't going to be a revival message this morning on Father's Day, and I would have liked I had one. Fearful. But here's the category that every one of us found ourselves in at one time or another, unbelievers. It's the fearful and the unbelieving. Who are the unbelievers? What is that in reference to? It is this. Here's the Greek out of the Greek, I'll not try to pronounce the word, but here's the definition of that. Disbelieving, faithless, infidel. I've been watching some of Ray Comforts. You may like him, you may not. I'm, not. I'm not advocating for him one way or another, but I've been watching some of his videos for preaching fodder. And here's what the people, and I love Californians. I've decided... They are clueless about life. Not all of them, but a large portion. They've lived with the Hollyweird crowd out there so long they begin to act just like them. And he would ask the question, what do you think happens after death? Well, I believe we just blow off somewhere in bliss and float around forever. You can tell they've never heard the Bible, never read the scripture. So he'd ask a lot of questions and you'd get that kind of answer over and over, Brother Jerry, and all of a sudden he'd say, do you believe the Bible? And a large percentage of them, Brother Irvin says this, that's just a book written by men. I don't believe. You know what list they fall into? The roll call list. I don't believe it. You know why everybody's not saved in the world today? Because they don't believe it. 
You know what he told the Philippian jailer when he said, what must I do to be saved? He said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. I'm glad, listen, I'm not trusting in the free will Baptist, though that I'm, I'm in that organization. I've been ordained through this organization, but I'm not trusting the free will Baptist. I'm not trusting my heritage of what my grandparents did or my mom and dad or my in-laws. I'm not trusting my family. I'm not trusting the government. I'm not trusting the world. I'll tell you who I'm trusting in. I'm trusting in the one that went to Calvary and bled and died and that blood, I claim that blood Praise God, that's what's going to get me there. Where'd you get all that information, preacher? Out of that book. All came out of that book. And if you don't believe that, you're on the list that I just read. The fearful and the unbelieving. Is there a lot of people there? Oh, you've got family members. I've got family members. We probably got church members. They told me they believed. Said they believed. Made a profession. Showed some fruit. But I don't know people's heart. But God knows. God knows today what you are. Fearful. The unbelieving. Let's go on down the list. These are those on hell's roll call. The abominable. That means to do this. To detest or disgust. Or defile. And what is that? Well, it's God's word and God's way and God's will. You defile those things. You're not going, you're not going God's way. There's a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof is the ways of death. The abominable says, put me on TV. There's nothing wrong with me. I'll do whatever I want to. And if you don't like what I do, there's something wrong with you. Now look here. I don't hate anybody. I'm not a hater. I'm not a homophobe. I'm not a drunkophobe. Uh, whatever you're involved in, what your sin might be today, anybody watching this or hear this 10 years down the road, this preacher does not hate you. I probably care for you more than you even know. Because if I didn't, I'd be like the rest of that bunch for popularity purposes, I'd be saying, anything you want to do is okay. I'm not going to fuss at you. It's you. It's not me. But anybody that would do that, it's like a doctor that had the cure for cancer, and you had cancer, and they looked you right in the eye and said, can't help you. There is things that is explicitly abominable in that book. And if it's my son or yours that got involved in that, according to that scripture, they're not headed to heaven. 
If that scripture's wrong, tear every page out that mentions heaven. Tear every good thing. If that's wrong, the rest of it's wrong. You gotta toss it off. You either take it all or toss it all, friend. And the information, I believe, is accurate. Now, my children in this church won't hear this in public school. But if you'll bring them to Sunday school and church, they'll get the truth. They may get in trouble for it. But tell them, give them my phone number and tell them to call me. I'd like to talk to them. Kind of be like my grandson who told the teacher the other day, uh, you're not my boss. <laughs> they sent a little note home with him. He needs some, uh, he needs some assistance here. But there are abominable things according to Scripture. And I, I'm going to touch a little more of it in a moment. But look here, friend. It's God's Word. It's God's way. And you'll find yourself in God's will or you'll be outside God's will. Murderers. This, this means, you know where I'm going here. It means to slaughter or it means intentional homicide. Intentional. You do it with the purpose of stopping life. Second Kings 24 and verse 4. I want you to go home and read that today. Second Kings 24 and verse 4. And here's what it said. It says that Manasseh filled Jerusalem with innocent blood and God could not pardon Now, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure this out. You kill 60 million babies and God, God couldn't forgive his king in his land for killing innocent babies, but he's going to let us get by with it in America. We've lost our mind. Amen. I don't think $5 a gallon gas is anything yet. I think it's the tip of the iceberg. I've been preaching like this for 10 years and they called, I was a nut job. But I ran into an old preacher yesterday. No, night before last. Delmer Savage, some of you know him. Delmer said, gonna get worse, ain't it, preacher? I said, according to scripture, it is. I got people telling me I'm looking for the last big revival. Too late. Too late. Or that book's wrong. Evil men and seducers shall what? Worse and worse. Double A plus. This know also that in the last days, what kind of times will come? Perilous times. How do, we, how do we identify perilous times? Men shall be lovers of their self, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful and unholy. I just described Crossville, Tennessee today. Without natural affection. Let me plug that one in. To slaughter or 
intentional homicide. You know what that is? You, you know, uh, look, with, there is no way that abortion can be in line with the Word of God. There's no way. That's hard preaching, but I'm telling you, it's just it's the God's truth. And somebody in this room might say, I've had an abortion. Well, God help you. I'm glad that the Bible says if we confess our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive our sin. And he don't just cleanse us of some things, cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I say praise the Lord for that. Murderers. It's my choice. It is your choice. That's why I'm a free will Baptist. I think you choose. You can choose to have an abortion if you want to. I would to God they change the law. Make it at least against the law. That might get us a little reprieve. Now if you're for this today, I'm just going to tell you, then you're against the word of God. Jesus said, he that is not with me is against me. What's he speaking of? He is the word and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. You're either with me or you're against me. You're either with that book or you're against that book. You're afraid of that book. You're an unbeliever. You're abominable. And if you're up and lined up with abortion, you're a murderer according to scripture. Am I still on Facebook? Now all these things, we've got a host of people that would say, look, I'm a believer. I'm not afraid. I don't do abominable things. I sure don't believe in murder, killing babies, don't believe in none of that. And then we come to this word whoremong. You know what this word means in the Greek? It's pornos. It's where we get the word pornography. It, it, it means this. It means this. Now that's the name. Pornos is how you'd say it in, in the Greek. But it means this. It means a male prostitute. It's sell himself. Or slash fornicator. So it's not just the male prostitute, but it's the one having this. Here we go. Sex outside the marriage covenant. Fornicator. Yeah, but we're just, we're just hooked up, preacher. No, you're, it's called fornication. but I go to church every Sunday, fornication. What did it say about fornicators? Second death. Yeah, but I'm a Christian, are you? I know what I am. You're an old fogey preacher up there. Listen, 
God's had to forgive me of things. And if you're saved here today, he's had to forgive you of things. And if you're a Christian, he still has to forgive you. But look here, look here. That's the difference under the blood. Under the blood. That is one of the most unpopular subjects you can preach in any Baptist church in America today. It'll shut them down. Now, here we go again. Number six of the list is sorcerers. The name in the Greek, it is pharmakia. You know what, where we get what that means? The pharmacist. So do you believe what to do without pharmacists? Oh, no, praise the Lord. I'm glad we've got them. I'm glad we got medicine. I'm glad God gave the men the mind to... To, to invent and, and, and discover these medicines that help us. Or I'm telling you, you that every, anybody over, it'd only be 40 and under in here today for most of us. Blood pressure, sugar, arthritis, whatever it is that hits you after 50, keep most of us at the house so it wasn't for a few pills. I know, you don't think you need one, just keep living. But this means, it, it, it means this. It means a magician or a poisoner. And it's in reference to witches, familiar spirits, and potions or drugs that they would give somebody and it would make them do this. They would hallucinate or they would get out of their right mind and get into another mind and we see that prevalent across America today. I found this very interesting. This is in reference to one that supplies it and not the one that takes it. The sorcerer. Do we have that? Oh, it's killing people all over America, all around the world. Who is that? That's the second death roll. Idolaters. It simply means this, an image worshiper. So whatever image that would be. Thou shalt make no graven images before me. You don't, don't make something. Don't, don't worship something over me. Who could that be? Well, that could be your ball team. Or your antique automobile. Or your bass boat. I've got one of those. It's got cobwebs in it six inches deep, but I've got one. I don't know why I keep it just to dust it off every now and then. Or whatever you let be the thing that, that you, your talent or your ability some people, their idols, their church. It's their church. Oh, I'll go down there. Oh, hmm. oh. 
There's a lot of things that's idols in the lives of many people across America today, and they're clueless that they even got one. I don't have no idol. We can let our children become our idols. We choose them, we choose them over God. That Jesus, Jesus is very plain about that. He said, You love mom and dad more than you love me, you got problems. Idolaters. I'm not one of them preacher. Good. And then the last of the list, and I, I found it interesting that, that it's eight, uh, a number of eight. Now, there's more than this in the list that Paul gave in 1 Corinthians 6 and 9. The list is longer than, much larger than this. I think uh, 10, maybe even 11 in that list. But this one, this one closes with this, liars. That simply means untrue or deceitful. And then he says, shall have their part. The part there means this. It means a share. A share. I'll have my share there because I was found on that roll call. 1 Corinthians 6 and 9 said, such were some of you, but you've been washed. Thank God for that. Amen. Amen. Before you shut me plumb down, I want you to listen today. This is what spawned this thing. And look, somebody told me, I can't remember. I've had so much going on. I couldn't remember if I put this on the phone tree about Sheldon or if I did not. Some said I didn't do it. But I told Pat, I said I announced it to the Wednesday night crowd. And that's the only people that's going to show up anyway. Show me your teeth. Everybody's happy. I love Jesus. We're at Sheldon's funeral. Tommy Smith, I'd never met Tommy until yesterday. I knew Jackie Reagan. Jackie Reagan, Tommy Smith, Brother Randy, and myself, we, done, we conducted the services. And it got on, it was, it was sweet as pie in that service yesterday. I, I, it, it blessed me. If it didn't bless any, I know the family was very distraught, but what Jackie was saying was like, it lit my fuse. We get to the cemetery, and by the way, if you've never been to Double Top, take a compass if you go. It's uh, in the country. We get over there, And, and, and we, we conduct the service. Brother Randy does committal service. And, and, uh, and, and Brother Tommy Smith comes up to me and he said, he said, hey, preacher, said, you see that, you see that little stone right over there next to that big, you see that big tall stone and there's a little stone right beside it? I said, I do. He said, that's where my son's buried. Who? He had much more. 
Brother Jackie come walking over to me. He wasn't been much more than that. And Jackie said, you know my son, he was the former state trooper. Said, uh, he died, Wendell, reckon. Nearly got killed in a car wreck, survived it, and cancer got him. Something get you. Something gonna get you. We're gonna do a funeral here tomorrow of a 60-year-old woman that I spoke to a week and a half ago at another funeral who sat right back there where Brother Jeff sat. Teresa would be on the back row sitting beside Michelle Blaylock. They're not here today. Michelle and I and Teresa's in heaven. Jackie come walking up to me and he said, he said, yes, he said, my son died. I had a son that died. I'm thinking, whoa. One was 42, I think he told me, 42, somewhere in there, Randy. The other one was 33. How old are you? That's just killing me. I'm thinking, ah, look, we've just, we've just buried a 93-year-old man who lived his life here on earth, and he went the way of all the earth, and God gave him his time, and he gave him good time. Blessed him. He was a blessing. And these boys are young, in my opinion. I'm studying for this message last night. And here's my thought, Brother Brands. You know the greatest Father's Day gift? You know what them guys both told me? Here, they said, I said, I, don't, I, can't, I can't sympathize with you. I don't know how I'd handle that. Something happened to my son. I don't know. I would to God. I'm gone long before he gets sick. But I got ladies here today that's buried children. But here's what they said. Oh, Tommy, with tears in his eyes, he looked at me and he said, You know what, preacher? He said, I'll see him again one of these days. I'll see him again one of these days. Brother Jackie, after he joined in the conversation, he said, Yep. Said, that's how you get through it, because you'll see them again one of these days. You know why? Because they're not on that roll. They wasn't on that roll. They've been taken off that roll and put on another roll. I don't know much. I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed. I know that. I'm a slow learner. When I learn something, though, usually it never goes away. Well, till COVID, and some things are starting to slip. But there's one thing I know, Gordon. I'm not on hell's roll call. <laughs> my name's off that roll. Bless God. And my name's on another roll. And my name's written in heaven. We're going to sing it for an invitation. Come on. I know my name's there. My name's in heaven today. You want to give your daddy the greatest Father's Day gift you could ever give him? Leave him with this assurance. If I go before you, I'll see you in heaven. Bobby Joe Spencer, my friend up in, uh, at Oxford Free Will Baptist Church, near Paintsville, Kentucky. Bobby Joe had a, had a son when they would see each other at family gatherings or wherever, 
This was their little game they played. Bobby or the son, I wish I could remember his name. I can't recall it. You might know his name, but I don't remember his name. He would say, I saw you last. And he'd disappear. And whoever saw the one last won. That was their little game with a father and a son. They met in an airport going to two different destinations. Tommy's, or Bobby's son is going home. Bobby's flying back to Louisville or Lexington. And they're there in the airport. And just, I mean, just a chance meeting. They meet each other in this airport. Son, they're embracing each other, hugging each other. And he, he said, I've got to go. So I'm about to, my, my, they're boarding my plane. So they take off and Bobby Joe hears his son yell, I saw you last. He said, I turned around in the crowd. I couldn't say I saw you last. He was gone. Bobby Joe's son got off the airplane in Texas, got on his motorcycle and never made it to the house. Somebody ran over and killed him. Bobby Joe said, you know how I survived that preacher? He may have saw me last, but I'll see him next. <laughs> That's how I survived that. I'll see him next. Would you like to give your daddy, your grandpa, your family, whoever, the greatest gift they've ever been given, let them know that they'll see you next. We stand to our feet and sing today. If you have need of prayer, if you're unsaved, you ought to come. You don't want to go. Pastor Mike McCoy, thanking you for joining us at the Time of Truth.